Every day, our world is shifting and changing. New technology, new traditions, new relationships, responsibilities, and challenges. How can you keep up? Welcome to the New Rules for Your Life and Your Business podcast, where transformation specialist Holly Rovinger and her expert guests, along with everyday people, have conversations on how to survive and thrive in this new world that's continually redefining itself. Whether you decide to listen for the motivation, the education, entertainment, engagement, or inspiration, you'll want to tune in weekly. Here now with all the new rules for your life and your business is your host, Holly Rovinger. Hi, welcome back to New Rules for Your Life and Your Business. I'm Holly Rovinger, and I am just thrilled to have you here again. And as you can tell from the introduction, the purpose of this podcast is to provide information to help you not only survive, but thrive in our rapidly changing world. I joke that we are morphing into the Jetson era, but there are some new developments, new inventions happening all the time that are proving this is becoming more of our new reality. I talk about Apple TV and I talk about the GPS systems. People in my generation think, how the hell did she know where I am? We get off an airplane and our phones just adjust to the time. This is pretty miraculous for us. And now the new cars that actually drive for us. To me, this is really amazing. And I look at the rapidly changing technology, especially on the internet. Oh my God, we no sooner learn one skill than a new one presents itself. I never thought in my, t- my lifetime we would have phone TV. It's very exciting where we can really see the people we are speaking with. Again, reminiscent of the Jetsons. So the new technology is definitely a positive, but the flip side is we have drifted and have lost a lot of the general etiquette of life. And I believe we need to get back to basics. And doing this will also help stop the overwhelm, the frustration, the feelings of I can't keep up with it all that a lot of people are feeling. And part of my mission is to help you step into your best life, which means engaging and being present, whether it's in your personal, or professional life, or both, depending on your situation. Because only then can you become empowered and elevate the way you are living. With that in mind, I choose my guests carefully that I want to interview, that they can give you tips, tricks, strategies, advice, ideas to help you. And they are gracious enough to share their stories. So you can not only learn from them, but become inspired and motivated to be and do your best. Now, I'm hoping that you all listened to my last podcast where I talked about different things to do at the end of the year and how to start your new year off. And that was with an attitude of gratitude. And I think that can apply to our topic to to today, which I believe is fabulous for the start of a brand new year. And our topic is relationships. And my special guest today is Dr. Karen Sherman. I am like honored and privileged, Karen, to have you here. How are you? I'm good, Holly, and I'm just so thrilled to be with you as well. Thank you. Um, Karen and I met, uh, just so I can explain to our listeners out there, we were at an event, I believe it was in Connecticut, and somehow, again, as the universe does, it connects people who are like-minded and understand each other and very fortunate to have met Karen there and we've kept in touch through not only online but again you know by phone as I encourage people to do take your relationships offline 
you know, get on the phone, get out there in person. And that's exactly what Karen and I did. So before we really start chatting, Karen has an extremely impressive bio and I want to read it to you. And I want you to understand that she is very, very certified. She is qualified. One of the best people I can think of to really help you with any kind of relationship. So I'm just going to dive in, Karen, and we'll read, read what you're all about. So Dr. Karen Sherman is a New York licensed psychologist. She's had a private practice for over 25 years specializing in relationships. Karen's work very much reflects the knowledge she's gained from her own personal experiences. And from these experiences, she brings not only a very keen awareness of others, but genuine authenticity to all of her work. There are, main, are two main areas in which she puts her energy, relationships and marriage and assisting people achieve their greatest potential. Now, she had her first book out called Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, Make It Last. And that, I, th I love the title, and it allows couples to revitalize their marriage. And Karen believes that most marriages can be salvaged and thrive if the partners give it attention. Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transfer Your Life is an award-winning book that focuses on enabling people to let go of their wired-in automatic responses from their past to live a life of their choosing. And that's really interesting, Karen, because a lot of the podcasts we focus on being present and taking your life off automatic and really just being and living in the moment, you know, actually feeling that you're here and engaging with everyone. So I love that that book is about that. Karen also hosts her own radio show, Your Empowered Relationship on Sex Talk Network. And she writes as an expert for yourtango.com and podcasts regularly for hitchedmag.com. And Karen is a frequent guest on international radio, and her expert opinion has appeared in numerous publications like Family Circle, Women's Day, Men's Health, Albany Gazette, Women's World, etc., on and on and on. And she also has appeared a guest on some television shows. Karen is also on the faculty of an undergraduate department in psychology at a local university. And um, I mean, I could go on and on and on, Karen. You're, you're, uh, your bio is just incredible, and um, it, it's just a, a pleasure, pleasure to read about like your experiences and, and everything that you've done in your life. So for those listening, it's now time for us to discuss Karen's new rule for you. Today's new rule. Well, the rule is... You've got to prioritize your relationship. I love it. I love it. And I know you're going to talk about um, how we can do that. But I know, Karen, you're talking about, you know, couples relationships and, you know, rejuvenize, rejuvenizing, rejuvenating, <laughs> rejuvenating <laughs> marriages. But what about just, can we extrapolate what you're going to, you know, talk to us about to friends and family and... Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, no relationship can um, survive if you don't pay attention to it. Um, and, you know, people, you know what, you know, Holly, you were talking about that we have connected through um, events, but we've also been on the phone and we 
text each other or we email each other. And when we do that, we stay connected to each other. We are basically letting each other know, I'm thinking about you. You matter to me. And that's what relationships are about. So whether it is your significant other or whether it is a parent or a friend or whomever, everybody needs to feel like they matter. And um, you need to do that in some form um, by connecting with them. So it's really important to make that relationship a priority, even if it is, you know, periodically. Um, I mean, in, as far as I'm concerned, obviously, the more attention you give a relationship, the more that you're sending that message. But in some way or um, fashion, you have to let the other person know that they matter to you. Well, yeah, that, that that's critical. And again, it's being present with them and Yes. You know, I don't know if you heard my other, my, well, actually it was my initial podcast where I talk about when you're out with friends or family or your loved one, put your phone away. You know, it's the most aggravating thing to me to see people right at a table and they're all texting somebody else. Yeah. Unbelievable. I mean, I look around a restaurant and I see a couple who are out together physically, but they're both on their iPhones texting. And I'm like, really? You know, why are they bothering spending money at a dinner? Unless they're, you know, being cute and texting each other. Otherwise, you know, why are they out, you know, in this restaurant? It makes no sense to me. It, that's one of my pet peeves. Um, when I teach uh, at school, they call me the cell phone Nazi because I have a real thing about students taking their cell phones out and texting while I'm lecturing, not because I need people, you know, paying attention to me, the professor, but you can't possibly be taking in the information while you're, you know, multitasking, supposedly, while you're on the cell phone. There's research on that. So if you are not present if you're not really with whatever situation you're in, then you're not really um, available to that other person. You're not really knowing what's going on. And the other person knows it. They feel it. You know, there's nothing more um, inviting. There's nothing more connecting than being with somebody, even if it's only for five or 10 minutes where you really feel you have that other person's attention with you. Yeah, and I think enough, enough people really don't do this. And I love what you said. You can be present physically, but it's really the mental presentness that makes a difference. Like you really, Absolutely. you know, and it's an art to make somebody feel special. And But it's not an art that, I mean, it's, everybody can do it. It's not something that's elusive. Oh. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is not something that's rocket science. It means, as you said, put away your cell phone, turn off the TV, and for five or 10 minutes, really listen to what the other person is saying to you. You know, we did all of this in the beginning of, or let's, if, let's go to couples. We did all this in the beginning when you were dating and your entire focus was on the other person. You'd ask a question and you actually listen to the answer. And you did follow-up questions, you know. So this is not something that's hard. We've all done it. It's just a matter of now not getting distracted and doing the very same things that you did right in the beginning. Right, right. Well, let's talk about why this rule is so important. Like, what do you think the benefits are, you know, both uh, personally and really professionally for people? Well, because, again, you know, why do you get into a relationship? Because we all, biologically, our brain 
is wired, it's a social organ to need attachment. So we get into a relationship because we want to feel like we matter to somebody. And if you, you know, when in the beginning of a relationship during that honeymoon phase where you do all those niceties and you appreciate each other and you compliment each other and it's almost like, you know, you walk into a room and nobody else is there, even though there are 300 people in the room, you feel like, oh, I'm the one, I'm the one. Then you get um, committed to one another, which is lovely because you're basically saying, okay, I choose you. And that's really a very significant thing, but then life gets in the way. And as you were saying, you know, at the beginning of the podcast about, you know, the reality of what life is, you, you take your relationship for granted. And basically the message you're sending to the other person is that you're not important anymore, that you don't mean as much to me anymore. And, that really corrodes a relationship. Now, people will say, well, you know, I've got a job and I have to, you know, earn money and I've got a couple of kids and, you know, then I've got these older parents and all of that's true. I had, I'm not fighting any of that. But what I'm suggesting is that if you spend 10 to 15 minutes once a week, twice a week. And I'm not even saying going out on extravagant dates, do it right in the house. And, but for that 15 minutes, you do not talk about children. You do not talk about finances. You spend 15 minutes with each other that, that will really revive your relationship. And again, it is healthy for the relationship. And you know what else? It's a great role model for the children, for them to see what marriage is about. Now, we know that the divorce rate is 50%. It's still up there. Maybe it's a little bit less than 50%. But if we feel connected, we can really start to cut down on that rate because 80% of the divorces that are filed, the reason is we feel disconnected from each other. Well, why do we feel disconnected? Because there are so many interferences. So this is really very preventative. Right. And how do you help people? Just for example, they grow, like you say, they're disconnected, but they've really, really grown in such different directions. Like, how can you bring it back? Well, to make sure that you pay attention to your mate. That's why I said the rule is prioritize your relationship. You know, you did it in the beginning. In the beginning, you, you know, if you're, if there was something else to do, you were so into the other person, you chose the other person rather than the other activity. Now, once you make the commitment, the thinking is, well, this other person is there. You know, they've committed to me and I know they're there. So you say, well, okay, I'll, you know, go to this ball game or I'll, you know, help out a friend or I'll, you know, work an extra hour here or there. And what I'm saying is you can do that every now and then, but you can only do it for so long. As I like to say, you can put your relationship on a back burner every now and then, but if you do it constantly, then there's no relationship to come back to. So doing little things, you don't have to do anything grandiose. Do little things because it's the little things that are going to make the big difference. And so, again, it's a matter, like you've been saying, of being present. You know, do a little thing. Here's an example I give. Your mate walks into a room, pick up your head and smile at that person. 
because again, the message you're sending is, I notice you, I'm aware of you, I'm smiling at you. I trademarked an expression, action, reaction, because when you act a certain way, then you're likely, you don't have the right to change somebody else, but you're likely to get a different reaction to somebody. So the more that you act in a positive way, the more the person is going to react to you in a positive way. I have seen relationships change and totally turn around just by the empowered positive things that people did. I have so many women who say to me, oh, does it have to be me? Do I always have to initiate? And my answer to them is, think of it this way. You are initiating, taking the empowerment to change your entire relationship around. I mean, if we had all the time in the world, I would tell you story after story of how relationships can be flipped around by the little things that people can do just by taking one or two small steps in a positive direction and how their mates respond positively to them. Interesting. Well, yeah, because you hear stories where like, you know, the husband or the wife will come in and say, gee, the dog gives me a better reaction than you That's, do. You yeah. Know? yeah, absolutely. That's a great example, Holly. Great example. That, that unconditional love. Well, I don't know if you remember this, but, um, you know, after you and I started, you know, talking and everything, I had sent you an article or just a statement that somebody had posted on Facebook. And I'm not going to mention his name because, you know, that doesn't really matter. But you know, a few of the things he talked about as a guy, you know, trying to tell, you know, the guys out there to make your woman feel important yes. was never stop courting, never stop dating. And, and I, and I love that. Yes. I do remember that you sent it to me and it's absolutely right. And I remember a client once coming in who treated his wife like a queen. And he said to me, I keep treating my wife like a queen because if I don't, somebody else will. Oh, I love that. And also, you know, the old saying, too, is happy wife, happy life. Like, yep. what, do you, what do you do when people ask you about that? Like, some men just don't get it, Karen. They I just know. don't get it. I know. And, you know, part of that, Holly, is really biological. And I mean that truly. Men and women are built differently. And so a woman generally does have a better pulse on a relationship. And unfortunately, what happens is guys don't um, fix it until it's broken. And so a wife will go and she'll say, you know, I think we need to talk. I think that we need to read some books. I think we need for, you know, to go to counseling. And the guy's, no, 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 no. And unfortunately, he doesn't get it until she's got one foot out the door. And then it's like a pan smacks him on the head and he's like, oh, we've got a problem. Duh. Yeah. So, um, guys, when the women are telling you that something's wrong, you really do need to listen up. You know, it's funny. He also wrote, and I'm sure you'll agree with this, um, in the end, marriage isn't about happily ever after. It's about work and a, uh -huh. a commitment to grow together and a willingness to continually invest in creating something that really, you know, can endure forever. So, you know, and I do agree with you. Most marriages are salvageable. Um, I know just to bring up a little personally, I did try for years and years to salvage. And at the end, when you don't have trust, you don't have a, a choice when... Yes. You know, some situations. Yes. Yes. You know, not every marriage can be salvaged, but I believe that if two people are really willing to say, okay, um, let's get away from the fantasy of, you know, you're in love and so things are going to last happily ever after, but we really have to 
you know, work at this. And I know work is a four letter word, but, um, you know, we have to put in the, the time and the effort. Um, but that's true of anything. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. That's true of anything that you really um, expect success at that most cases um, the results are good. Right. Right. You just have to, you know, pray. Yours is one of them that can't be salvaged, you know, unfortunately, you know, it isn't all. So when I, let me just move on to, if you're in a second marriage, um, you know, hopefully that's the end of it. I mean, I hear all the time people, they're third and they're fourth. And I'm thinking, oh my God, did you ever take time to be by yourself and really learn who you are? Because I believe people just hop from one to the other. Yes. And, yes. And that's, you know, you can just kind of, you know, write that one off right away. But my question is, okay, let's say you're in a second marriage. Now, as a mom, my children are the most important thing in my life, okay? And when sure. you're with your first husband or the person who you share the children with, it's easy sometimes to allow or to let the children be, you know, the most important thing because you both share them. But how do you handle that, you know, when you're in a second marriage and, you know, my kids are still the most important thing to me and yet... You know, if and when it happens, I do want the other person to know they're also equally important. You know, what's your advice on that to people? Yeah, that, that's a hard one. I'm not going to deny that that's a hard one. And the person, the second person who's coming in um, has to really understand um, what that dynamic is about. Now, you know, there's all different kinds of factors. Is the person that you are now dating, do they have children? Because if they have children, it's probably going to be a little bit easier for them to understand that dynamic. Um, I have seen situations where the second, uh, you know, where the second husband, let's say, uh, is coming in, has no children and just doesn't get it. And that creates a lot of difficulty. Um, so it's going to be a matter of sitting down, talking, see if they can really embrace the situation um, and if not, that may be a deal breaker, to be honest with you. Uh, there's got to be a lot of respect for that. Of course, the other thing is going to depend on the age of the children uh, and how much care they need and how much, um, you know, involvement there is in the family. You know, do they still live with the mom and all? So it's, it's a little hard for me to make a general statement about it. Um, but again, it's going to be a matter of mutual respect and trust and, um, you know, having even the children in on the discussion about, you know, the children's feelings about this new person. Well, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Getting them involved and actually showing them again that they matter, you know, their opinion counts. So, you know, we talked about um, the importance of prioritizing and then we talked a little bit about how to accomplish that. And you said, do little things you did at the beginning of the relationship, you know, show appreciation, ask questions, listen, and lots of things to let your partner know that he or she matters. And again, and I brought up keep dating because I do believe when you're in a relationship long term, you still have to have a date night and make it really special and romantic if you can. Um, but I also, I just would like to add, it also means, you know, having fun, just have fun with each other. Yes. You yes. Know? I mean, I yeah. think, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, you know, that's why I said before that when you have your 15 minutes together, don't make it about the bills and the children. 
you know, make it about having fun. And we have research that says that if you can bring novelty in the relationship, do something different, that that's going to be very helpful as well. Don't be doing the same things all the time. Now, there are some people who, you know, what what's fun for one couple may not be necessarily fun for the other. So I don't want people to feel like, you know, oh my God, you know, I'm not a skydiver. I don't really want to do that. <laughs> you know, so, so... Um, you know, fun for you or novelty for you may be, well, we like to eat out. Okay. So go, go to a different restaurant. So at least it's different, mix it up a little bit, you know? Yeah. Well, when we talk about what you're going to start, that could be actually a very good, uh, area for you to focus on is novelty for people. Cause I think a lot of people get stuck in ruts. I, I see that a lot. You know, there are people are just, again, they're just coasting. Their life is on automatic. They're, right. they're not really, you know, shifting into the drive mode. So, right. so I do get that. And I think that's great to talk about, you know, novelty and how to keep, you know, keep it fun and sizzling. You know, if we, even if we talk about things in the bedroom, which is not the focus of this podcast, but there are books written on, you know, 365 ways to spice up your <laughs> sex life. You know, people just have to be willing and not be embarrassed, you know. So let's take a minute and I want you to tell us your favorite quote. Favorite quote. My favorite quote is uh, dance in the rain because um, I think that if one is realistic about life, there are going to be uh, there's always going to be stuff. There's always going to be problems. There's always going to be challenges. And um, I think that it's important to uh, meet those challenges, to not bail out. Um, because I think that when you do, it helps you to feel better about yourself, to gain confidence about yourself. And the worst that's going to happen is that you're going to stumble um, and those are learning opportunities because then you can look at it and say, okay, um, what was difficult? How can I improve it? So I'm a very persistent person. I've been told that on a number of occasions. And um, so to me, that concept uh, really resonates for me. I like that. That's actually you know, one of my favorite quotes that I talked about. Life isn't about waiting for the storm to pass. It's learning how to dance in the rain. I love it. And you wrote down that when there are problems, I hope you dance. And I, and I couldn't yeah. I couldn't agree more. So the secret for you and your motivation, mm -hmm. um, you're very focused, I know, on wanting things to be better for others. Yeah. Well, my motivation, uh, you know, when people say to me, how long have you been a marital therapist? I say since I'm eight. And that is true. My parents had a lousy marriage. Um, and since they were rather dysfunctional individuals, they inappropriately put me in that role. Um, and so really I've been doing this since I'm eight years old. Uh, along the way, uh, I did consider some other paths. I thought about being a math teacher at one point. Um, I did want to be an actress at various points, but my natural affinity was to be exactly what I've been doing. Um, and I really feel very strongly that I don't want other couples to go through what my parents uh, went through. And I don't want other little kids to have to live uh, the kind of life that I had as a, as a child. I'm not 
crying the blues at this point. Um, I feel that what I went through uh, has made me very strong. Um, there's lots of experience I had as a child that were not pleasant, but I look at them now as really having shaped me and made me the strong person that I am today. But that's my motivation. Yeah, well, you know, the more adversity you go through, the stronger you are. That's yes. that's what I've heard. So I, I always joke that I, sh I should be superwoman. But... <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll fly together, Holly. <laughs> yeah, we will be soaring, honey. <laughs> so one of the reasons, guys, that I, I asked Karen to, you know, come on the, the show today is because she's about to launch what I feel is going to be a life-changing website for a lot of a lot of relationships. It's called uh, Make Your Marriage Work Now, and it's going to be a membership site that will offer comprehensive information to couples who don't have the time, energy, or money to go to per, go to go to professional help, but still really have concerns about the relationship. The wonderful thing that Karen's doing is she's making it affordable for everybody. It's nine dollars and ninety-nine cents a month, and yes, you heard me right. And one of the other best parts of it, it's not just the information. They will have access to Karen once a month on a teleconference and they can call in and ask questions. So I think this could be a life changer for a lot of relationships. And I, I just think it's wonderful and amazing that you're doing it for that price. And I really encourage those of you out there who do have some challenges in your relationships to you know, check out Karen's site and join and, and give it a ride because she knows her stuff. This is not somebody who is just hung out a shingle. She's been doing this, like she said, her whole life and she's trained. She has a PhD and she's been working it and helping lots of people. So Karen, any other last words you have? You know, I, Holly, I just want to say, you know, I named it Make Your Marriage Work Now. Um, it's not important really how I got there, but it, it really doesn't have to be just for married couples. It's for anybody who's in a committed relationship. And I really struggled for a long time about how to get um, the kind of help that I wanted to uh, to couples. I, there's so many different ways that I get information out. And I really struggled for a long time about how I really could serve as many people as possible with comprehensive information and I can't tell you how excited I am about doing this and I've been getting a lot of positive feedback so I truly hope that people will come on over to the site and uh, I'm really I'm, I'm just I, I can't even tell you I'm, I'm just really really very happy to be offering this and I thank you so much for allowing me to uh, share this information with your audience. Well, I thank you. I'm, I'm very, I'm very excited for you. And I'm also very excited for people to have this, you know, place to go to where they can actually dig in and learn. And maybe you'll be, you know, saving thousands and thousands of relationships all over the world, you know? I hope so. Oh, I, I think so. I just know you're, you're that kind of a person. If they take your advice to heart, you know, it will definitely work. So Karen, I thank you so much for okay. joining me today. And I'm going to list under our show notes where people can connect with you. So everybody, you know, please check out Karen's new site. But also, you know, if you have any other questions or comments, I'm going to list for you where you can connect with Karen online. So thank you all so much for joining us today on New Rules for Your Life and Your Business. Today's show has been sponsored by The Empress Cloth on Amazon. And again, I want to remind you to have a great week. Always have a positive mindset so you can live healthier and wealthier and happier with passion. 
And this is Holly signing off for today. But before we go, Karen is prioritizing her relationships. And the question I have for all those listening, are you? Thanks for listening to the new rules for your life and your business podcast. If you're listening and you want to grab contact details for today's guest, information on resources mentioned, or any other show notes, head over to hollyrovinger.com for complete details. That's www.h-o-l-l-i-r-o-v-e-n-g-e-r.com. We would love to hear your thoughts on today's episode. So leave us a comment on the website or an honest review on iTunes. And to get regular tips to help you in today's rapidly changing world, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any of the new rules for your life and your business. 